This is Ryan Watches a Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. On balls of the lumberyard. Watching the Grobian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 187. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today, we're joined by Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing there, Kevin? I'm doing okay. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? Oh my. Before we get started this week, I wanted to quickly mention a uh, Kickstarter campaign that launched this past week. And I just wanted to plug it because this sounds awesome. Now, Ryan, you're a video gamer. I'm a video gamer. Kevin's not, but he still may be interested in this. There's a Friday the 13th game coming out. Have you heard about this, Ryan? I'm not. So basically, it's it's on Kickstarter now. They have uh, Sean S. Cunningham, who's the director of the original Friday the 13th. They have him on board to kind of oversee things, and he was the one that granted them the license to use the property. They have Tom Savini, who is consulting with them on all of the kills in the game to make them look good. Uh, They have Kane Hodder, who was Jason in, I think, parts 7, 8, and 9. Is that the guy we met? Yeah, we yeah yeah. He's a really cool guy. Um, they have him doing the mocap for Jason, and the way that the game is going to be set up, it's like an asymmetrical game where one player plays Jason and seven people play campers at Camp Crystal Lake. And obviously, obviously, the object of the game is to either stay alive or um, kill everybody if you're Jason. I want this right now. It sounds awesome. So there's a Kickstarter up for it right now. And if you, I think there was at the $25 goal, I think it granted you a digital copy of the game for PS4, Xbox One, or PC. Those are sold out, but they still have at the $30 level, you can still get a digital copy of the game when it comes out. Obviously, it's not going to come out for a long time. It'll probably be another year before it comes out. But uh, I, I imagine they haven't hit their goal yet, but I imagine that they will. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't contribute to it because I really want to see this game happen. It looks it looks awesome. They got the original composer to do all the music for it, too. The com- I can't remember his name, but he did the, the original uh, Friday the 13th theme music. Really? So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be really, really awesome. So check that out. I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes. And we wrote an article about it uh, last week too. So I want to. I want to play the uh, campers. I'm more. The, yeah. See, like every every article I read and stuff, and I've seen some videos on it too. And everybody's like, "Was well, anybody going to want to be the campers? Isn't everybody just going to want to be Jason?" And I was like, "No, nah, I'd rather <laughs> be the camper." That's that's kind of it's kind of disturbing that people are thinking that way. But yeah. don't, you, don't you just want to play the guy that kills everyone? I think it sounds more fun to because it's you can either work as a team, so you can like team up with your buddies and try to work together on various things, like fixing a boat to try to get out and, and onto the lake and get away from him, or fixing a car or whatever, or just working together to hide in different locations. Or you can kind of throw the other campers under the bus, you know, and like try to bait Jason with the other campers and apparently each of the the campers are going to be like a specific archetype and they'll have their own weaknesses and strengths you know like you'll have the jock character who may be 
uh, faster at running or stronger, and then you'll have like the nerdy character who's quicker at fixing things or something like that. And you know, every time you play, you'll be gaining skill bonuses and things like that to help your your character be better the next time you play. Hmm. It looks it looks really awesome. I I'm I'm really excited it for it. Sounds like a cool content. Yeah. And apparently they're they're using all different uh iterations of Jason, not just one. So, you know, you have the Jason from part 7 who was the one that was underwater and actually Ryan and I just watched what, three of them in a row <laughs> when I was there? So we're pretty familiar with uh, with it. But the one is the Jason from Part 6 where he first comes back to life. And then they have the burlap sack Jason from Part 2. So, yeah, there's. it sounds like it's going to be really cool. So just a quick plug. I mean, they're not paying us to do that, to plug it or anything. I just wanted to mention it because it looks awesome and I want want to see it happen. And I'm hoping that like they get all their stretch goals and stuff too, because one of the stretch goals is like a single player campaign, so you don't have to play it online. But it, yeah, it looks really cool. So Friday the Thirteenth game, check it out. We'll put a link in the show notes. Ryan, what movie did we have you watch this week? Sahara. Sahara. This is from 2005. Picked this in honor of the Last Witch Hunter coming out. Same director, Breck Eisner. I have a synopsis here. Master explorer Dirk Pitt <laughs> goes on the adventure of a lifetime of a lifetime of seeking out a lost Civil War battleship known as the Ship of Death in the deserts of West Africa while helping a WHO doctor being hounded by a ruthless dictator. Terrible, terrible synopsis on IMDb. Can Stars. They- Speak English. I know. It looks like it was. It reads like it was pushed through Google Translate or something. This stars Matthew McConaughey, Steve Zahn, Penelope Cruz, William H Macy, Wayne Wilson, Delroy Lindo. Oh yeah, Ryan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Sahara? Well, it starts out uh, in a flashback in the eighteen hundreds during the Civil War. Then the Civil War, wow. and. There's a ship that is a battleship and it's armored and it's it's carrying the Confederacy's money and then it cuts to present day and for some reason it starts out with uh, assassins trying to kill Penelope Cruz and you have no idea why. And all of a sudden, Matthew McConaughey comes in and saves the day. And they get to talking, and you find out Penelope here is a doctor. And uh, like Matthew McConaughey and on are like treasure hunters that are funded by a non-government entity. Apparently, that's important because they said, like, five million times, but I really don't understand why it's important. But anyway, um, you find out that this, apparently this ship from the Civil War crossed the entire ocean and went up the Niger River 
and despaired. So they set out to figure out what happened uh, because they find gold from it, very rare gold from it. Mm. Uh, they decide to figure out what's happening, and Penelope Cruz finds out that there are people that are intoxicating the water. And if they don't stop them, eventually it'll go into the ocean and spread all over the world. What? What? Why? What's what's? There's, there's, there's a lot of shit going on in this movie. There is. There's much more, but I really give a shit about this. Uh, not the body as the movie. Right. Um, so, Matthew McConaughey and Steve Zahn eventually find a... They're in the desert and they find a old plane which they use as like a makeshift land yacht and skirt across the desert, which is pretty ridiculous because they just find a plane and they're like, hey, we'll turn it into a land yacht. (laughs) (laughs) And they end up finding out that the Niger River dried up and the ship is underneath the sand because it got buried after it dried up. And more assassins come to take the or kill the three people and the fight ends up ending with Matthew McConaughey taking a cannonball from this 150-year-old trip, and he shoots it into a helicopter. What? And the helicopter blows up. How's he shoot it? He just shoots it out of a cannon. What, an old-ass cannon that hasn't been in working condition for hundreds of years? Correct. Nice. Oh, damn. <laughs> As soon as the helicopter blows up, all the forces on the ground who were originally allegiant to the bad guy all of a sudden become allegiant to Matthew McConaughey. He just wins everybody over. Yeah. I would join his team in a heartbeat if he got to get an old-ass cannon to work. He wouldn't even have to win me over. I would just be, I'd already right be on board. Right from the start, you're all in. Yeah. Especially, I mean, is, what's his name? Dirk Pitt? Yeah. Dirk Pitt. <laughs> so at the end of the movie, the bad guy is shown eating at a restaurant, and the government, US, US people, go in and poison his water with. The talking water. Oh, a little taste uh, of its own medicine. Yeah. That's the end of the movie. No, nice. that's the end of it. What happens? Did they show him drinking the toxic water and dying? They show him drinking it, but he doesn't die right now. Oh, it's a slow death. It probably gives him cancer <laughs> or something. 
He gives him some sort of plague. No. Uh, damn. So, okay, what was this? What was the deal with this toxic water? What? Why were they pouring toxins into? Was it just like a byproduct of something they were manufacturing, or? kind of. They were trying to cover something up, and the toxins were underground, and they leaked into the water in the Niger River. And it started spreading that. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> all right. So, what did you think of this thing? It was all right. It was too long. Too oh, long. It's just... Too long. It's about two hours and four minutes long. Yeah. Now, according to the tagline here, it says adventure has a new destination. Oh shit! <laughs> this is the worst tagline ever. I'm guessing that's because their destination is Molly. <laughs> because helps. somehow a civil war ship got from Virginia to Molly. Well, that makes sense. Now across the ocean we did. And apparently there's never been an action adventure movie in Molly. Yeah. Which I wonder where they actually filmed this. Yeah, I can probably find out. Because my guess is not Molly. Probably not. Uh, filming locations says U UK, uh, uh Morocco, uh, okay, Spain, uh, England, and then there's one that just says UK. Um, it's probably Morocco. Yeah, Morocco filling in for for now. Yeah. yeah, never been a movie set in Morocco before. New well, destination. It's a new destination oh, yeah. for adventure, guys. At the very end, they show Steve on with all the money or all the gold, like convincing gold, and then it's over. Hmm. So, so Steve Zahn gets the untold riches. They got they got rich and they got Penelope Cruz. What the? What do you mean they got? And then Matthew McConaughey ends up with her. Ah. So they they get together. Dirk Pitt does it again. <laughs> Damn you, Dirk. Dirk Pitt. So, Rain Wilson was in this. Is Was this before The Office? Maybe the same year The Office started? How was know. he? Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Rain Wilson, he's, a good, he's one of the Matthew McConaughey's partners. All right. Rudy Gunn. He's not along with the adventure. But he's one of the partners. Oh, okay. All right. He's a partner who doesn't like to do any of the work. Now, was, um, uh, forgive me if you already said this, was was Bill Macy the bad guy? No, he was also the uh, boss good guy. Ah, he was a good guy. Okay. Well, who's the bad guy? Is that General Zateb Kazim? It's, he's one of them, yes. Played by Lenny James. The other bad guy was, I have no idea how to say this, M-A-S-S-A-R-D. Oh, Lambert Wilson plays him? Yeah, Lambert Wilson. The old, the old Lambert Wilson. Hmm. I'm trying. To, I'm struggling to come up with some questions to ask you about this, but it just seems I just, so... I want to know the logistics... Of everything with him finding 
the cannonball, loading the cannonball, and shooting the cannonball at a helicopter. Break it down for me. Okay, so they're in this, in the middle of the desert, in this buried ship, and they fire this cannon, and they, Steve's on, jumps outside, and opens a little cannonball window thing. I forget. I have no idea what they're called. Cannonball window thing? The thing on chips where they open it to shoot out the cannon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Immediately, I have a question. Immediately. This this ship that they found, I, so what, they like, they uncovered it rather quickly? Uh, they were being chased by a helicopter, and Penelope Cruz was throwing explosives off the back of a car, and they're shooting him. And after all the dust settled, they realized and uncovered that shit. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. And then McConaughey was just like, oh, there's a cannon. I'm sure that it works perfectly. After all oh, these years. It's, it's, it's like, let me open up the window real quick. <laughs> At first, he tried to fire it. It wouldn't fire. And then after like five minutes, he aimed right at the heck out there. And for some reason, it fired. And the cannonball broke the window in the helicopter and just laid in the helicopter. And then it spun over, and he saw a silhouette inside, and it blew up the helicopter. What? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was lit? It was not not lit. It had burning embers inside of it. Like it was hot inside. Getting ready to explode. So the cannonball exploded? Yeah. Now, I'm not a... I'm not a munitions expert but do cannonballs normally explode i don't know i thought they were like giant like solid iron balls that just shot and tore through everything yeah i don't have a lot of uh a lot of experience with cannonballs i mean i'm no dirk pitt (laughs) (laughs) oh dirk dirk pitt dirk pitt cannonball expert was steve zahn funny uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Being, uh, Did he make a super cool joke when he opened up those cannonball windows? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Classic Zahn. Kevin, he was probably cracking wise the whole time. Oh. Every big set piece, every big chase sequence, I bet Zahn was cracking them left and right. Zahn's got the zingers. He was, especially then when the helicopter is chasing them, when they were in a car. Which is yeah. the perfect time for jokes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's when that's when material just starts flowing. Yeah. When you got death, death on the old heels. <laughs> yeah. The, the be- it's the best time to tickle the old funny bone. <laughs> Let me work through my material real quick. See what sticks. <laughs> For this helicopter kills everyone. I just, I, I love how, I, mean, I guess they still do it to a certain extent, but these action adventure movies, it's, it's always kind of the same formula. You know, you oh, have yeah. your, 
your hunky action hero, then you have the kind of goofy sidekick, and then you have the hot love interest. Yeah. And then there's oh, yeah. big, big uh, set pieces and chase sequences. Gotta have that formula. Gotta stick to it. Heaven yeah. forbid we try something new. What else is that? Arthur Garman. What else? The Mummy movies. That's what uh, this this movie reminded me of. Or, uh, National Treasure. National Treasure. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Six Days, Seven Nights with Harrison Ford and Anne Heche. Ooh, damn. There's a lot of movies like this back then. And I, t- I just love it to a new destination. I know, it's, it's the most it's ridiculous. A- I keep reading it over and over again. Adventure has a new destination. Are you sure? Like, like, there's never been an adventure movie in the desert before. We've never seen an Indiana Jones movie. No. Come on, guys. Nope, they don't exist. There's never been an adventure movie that takes place in the Sahara. Nope. Wasn't there a movie in the 40s called Sahara? I don't know, maybe. I think it was a re- I'm pretty sure. Is it a remake? came out this a remake. I remember hearing that. Oh, I don't think it is. It's based on a... It's based on a book series, right? What? The old Clive Custler. There was a movie from 1943 called Sahara with Humphrey Bogart, but uh, it's different. It's a different... That's a war movie. But it is an action movie, so... The destination... I guess it's not a new destination after all, you fucking dicks. Boy, jeez. That tagline, man, it just it really, it's just, really it's irks rubbing, me. really rubbing you the yeah, wrong way. It's really irking me, that one. Let's talk about Breck Eisner, the director of this one. In addition to Sahara and The Last Witch Hunter, he's uh, also directed The Crazies, which was the, the remake of the, um, the uh, George Romero film. Oh, that was garbage. I actually liked it. I liked the, yeah. the, new, the new Crazies. I like them, too. I like that. I didn't like the end. I had a problem with the end, but everything prior to the end, uh, I was I was into it. I mean, I didn't love it, but uh, and that's pretty much it. He did a film in 2003 called Thought Crimes, which I'm not really familiar with. And he did his his debut was in 1996. It was a film called Recon. That was it. That's all. Yeah. Everything. So kind of kind of new. Still kind of new. Are, much... you, are you excited for his career? Following his career? Either one? You guys? No. Mm-hmm. You want to get on the Brent Eisner train? I'm good. Ride it out? Is he related to Michael Eisner? Hey, who's Michael Eisner? The former CEO of oh, yeah, okay. Disney. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good reference. I didn't know that one. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I was... Seriously, wondering. <laughs> he he is actually the son of Michael Eisner. Well, that makes sense. No wonder. Yeah, guess I guess now we know how he got his start in the business. Oh, Jesus, ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. His his filmography is a little all over the place, really. I mean, the crazies it definitely doesn't seem to fit. The Last Witch Hunter. I mean, the jury's still out on that one, but. I th- I think there's some assumptions that can be made based on the trailer for that one. Yeah, I think so. So, I don't know. Um, 
Any final thoughts on Sahara, Ryan, before we give you your drum roll? I thought two hours from now because on be worth it, but it's not. Oh, boy. Even the cruise factor didn't do it. It wasn't mm-hmm. enough. Oh, this does have a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it looks like most critics did not enjoy this one either. Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and give you a drum roll on this one, Ryan. What do you give Sahara? Four. That is a four out of ten. The tried and true four. Hmm. What are you thinking about The Last Witch Hunter? Are you interested in that one? Nope. Nope. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> Fucking knocked that down. I, um, I think it looked absolutely terrible. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I actually had tickets to go see this, uh, the premiere here in New York, and I, I went. Them? What? Did you burn them? No, I went, and the line was so long, and there were so many people there that I left. <laughs> I was like, nah, nah, not worth it. No. I uh, did get to see Elijah Wood, though. He he was there mingling. Doing some mingle? Yeah. Did you talk to him? Did no. you chat him up? No. no. You guys talk about DJing? I, I would like to talk to Elijah Wood. I, I like Elijah Wood quite a bit. I like everybody involved in this, on the acting side at least. I like Vin Diesel. I like Rose Leslie. I like Elijah Wood. But yeah, yeah this I one. Gonna say it. I like everyone involved. I just don't it, you know what it remind it re- just reminds me of all of those early two thousands movies like uh, what was that one with Arnold End of Days that we had you watch and then Van Helsing and I Frankenstein it's they they all kind of look the same the underworld yeah. movies for some reason it kind of reminds me of the uh, Chronicles of Reading. what does it Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really seeing it other than that connection, but the Chronicles of Riddick, the second the the second one in the series was like a sci-fi like space movie that was really it, bad. It is his acting. I don't know. I just whenever I see him in the trailer on TV, it reminds me of Chronicles of Riddick. That's probably the diesel factor, I would say. The diesel factor. To me, this is just this year's I, Frankenstein. That diesel engine. (laughs) Mm, There is a video that was, I believe, released today. Um, I think Nerdist put it out. It was, uh, they had Vin Diesel play a Dungeons & Dragons campaign as his character from this movie. Like, his character in the game was a witch hunter. And he there, there's a video online of him playing D and D, and they call it D and Diesel. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Is it? Isn't he actually like a big time D and D guy? Yeah, apparently he used to be. So it's pretty cool, I guess. I didn't watch it or anything. I, there's something about watching people because there's. A, I feel like that's something that's becoming more popular now. Is like people playing D and D and and making web series and things out of it like uh kumail from silicon valley has a D show dan Harmon, the creator of community he's going to be coming out with a, a D show mm-hmm. uh coming out next year where he plays D with a bunch of his friends looks like we need to 
a band of this movie podcast and do, do a D podcast yeah i would love to play a D campaign with you ryan i think that would be the funniest thing in the world i i would have no idea what to do at all yeah it requires a lot of creative thinking and imagination and i'm imagination not creative thinking yeah I don't know. I I've never played, so I don't. I wouldn't even know how to begin. Yeah, I've never played either. I wouldn't be against it. To do a shot. I think it would be kind of fun, actually. I could get. I could probably get into some D and D. I'll be honest. Boys, hmm. I could see myself getting into that. What was that game they had when you used to live a couple miles away from me? Ah, uh, that was a tabletop game called Necromunda. That was like a miniatures game. We should make a podcast on that. That game was sweet. Well, I don't think that'd be possible to play that, <laughs> considering that the three of us live in different cities. <laughs> D&D, we actually could play, you know, through through Google Hangouts. We could do that. I don't know. It's something, uh, maybe we could, we could do that as a... No, I was just humoring you guys. I'm not going to do that. Oh. I don't have time for it. If I had time, yeah, that'd be cool. Right, I just I don't have time that's for it. My, that's my excuse, too. Oh, yeah. Is it? Is it your I excuse? He's got wheelchair things to do. Wheelchair maintenance. I, I don't... At this point in my life, I just don't... Uh, I don't want to learn how to play it. Like, I don't want to have to go through... I, I've seen the rule books and stuff when I'd be at Barnes & Noble. And, like, the giant manuals and things. And I just don't... It's just too daunting. The barrier to entry is too high for me to to want to get into it. Yeah, that's true. But at any rate, uh, so you don't have any interest in the last witch hunter. You didn't like Sahara. Any final thoughts on either of these two? No. Some fun to say, but I can't. It's bland. This movie is bland. Oh no, bland. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I think that that's going to be it for this week. Uh, send us your questions, show topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. And if you have a moment, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider subscribing. We appreciate that so very much. For Ryan Holes and Kevin Rakestraw, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you on Monday. See ya. Hello and welcome to Alright. What's that? <laughs> Ripping the mate real quick. I literally didn't know it's, that. It's, it sounded like you were ripping a sweet vape. <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, all right, here we go.